man, it's been a minute. Been off the mic for a while now, but good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, y'all, and welcome to the Man Cave Huddle. Whew. I know when we were in the, the middle, when it was like full-blown COVID-19 and we were all at home, I was just pounding, cranking out episodes like a couple times a week. And now that the country has opened up somewhat, I don't want to say we're fully back open or everyone is fully back to work or how lives have been impacted since uh, the COVID pandemic. But I know I've been back to work and it things just haven't been the same. Work obviously is the same. Protocol is what makes it a little bit different. But just overall things in life for me personally have just changed so much to where it's taken my attention away from producing and making as many episodes as I like for those that do listen. Now, um, those things aren't terrible. It's just part of life and things that do happen. But I just got to refocus and get my passion and get my swagger back. And that's why I'm going to start, you know, doing these once a week again. For all those that do listen, thank you for listening again. I know I'm probably taking a hiatus of like a week, if not a week, a month, if not more. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start doing these because these are just therapeutic and it just helps me get that good, good energy out there. So in um, saying that, obviously, I want to talk about a couple of things. I really didn't have anything in mind. I just want to improv, just freestyle, go off the top of my head because so many things have happened, you know, and I'm not going to go down and give you my opinion on everything that's happened. But with the NBA playoffs uh, around the corner, I just want to talk about the Nets right now and not really go in depth because obviously with the acquisition of the beard aka james harden they've get, gotten blake griffin lamarcus aldridge um you know everybody to me when i look at james harden people could say what they want to say about him because he was getting 60 point triple doubles when he was playing with the houston rockets but you could see how the aau era and players nowadays has affected the NBA because now these kids that are really good in basketball, those one percenters, they're all going to play on those prestigious AAU teams and they're used to playing with players as good, if not better than them. And what's happening now is, is that they want that now to happen in the NBA. And I can't not player empowerment. I can't not good players for wanting to team up with good players and wanting to get in a ring. Because for those of you who don't know, I am I agree with players, especially great players, that ring chase. Because when you get a ring, it impacts and changes your legacy. And don't tell me that it doesn't. Because everybody was knocking KD for going to Golden State. How could you go to the team that beat you the year prior? Okay? Now he's a couple rings deep. And if he wins another one this year with the Nets, we're going to start talking about him being better than LeBron. But if he never won those rings in Golden State and he was on the Brooklyn Nets right now, would we be saying, oh, he's better than LeBron? So stop it. Okay? Now, some players, maybe it doesn't really impact your legacy. Maybe it's just, hey, I want to get a ring. Let me see if I can get a, get a ring with this team. And that's cool. Because maybe it's just something where 30 years down the road, when you're talking to your grandkids, you could say, I was the man on the team. But back to the point at hand, when I look at the Nets, 
I mean, James Harden is such, where you watch him night in and night out, such a great point guard. The ability, he's like the perfect example of a modern day point guard. I know he doesn't play defense, but who does in the NBA? So I that that you could that's squelching that comment right there. The guy could come down, dance, get in the lane. He, he the big is gonna be rating right underneath the rim, and he's gonna if if the, if the big steps up to take the charge, he's gonna throw it up for the lob. If somebody leaves their man, he's gonna kick it to that dude in the corner. If his guy is playing so much defense on him to where he can't get in the paint, he's just going to do the step back three. How do you stop that? How do you stop that? And then you look at Kyrie. Kyrie knew. Everybody was saying how they going to share the ball, especially with Kyrie, especially with, with Harden. I think we've all realized now Kyrie is a scoring guard. He's not a point guard. He is a scoring guard. When you give him the ball, let him dance and let him get to the rim and do what he do. Harden, on the other hand, he'll want to get 50, but he's cool probably getting 19, 20 points, but he'll give you 15 points and 15 rebounds. And Durant, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Once he raises up, nobody's blocking that shot, so come on, man. The Nets are looking. I didn't see this personally, but it feels like an AAU team where Kyrie said, Harden, you're a better organizer and facilitator of the ball than I am. I just want to get out here and get buckets. You do you, I'm going to do me. And Durant, when he comes back, is probably just going to say, look, y'all do each other. And in the fourth quarter, when y'all need that big bucket, come to me. Everybody else, stay in your lane, do your thing. Because if you haven't noticed the culture and this is so big to me, culture. The culture of the Nets has risen so much by all these others' players being around such greatness. We talked about Joe Harris. Could Joe Harris be that guy to knock down big threes? He's doing it. You got you got Brown. You, 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 you got Claxton. You have all these guys were at the beginning of the year. We were like, who are these guys? Now these guys are major contributors. When they lost Spencer Dinwiddie, when they traded Levert away, everybody was saying, who is going to provide the score? But they're making it happen. You know why? Repetition creates and good practice habits show themselves in the game. And these guys, and I'm talking about the others, the backup players, they know what their job is. It's just now getting the reps in game to speed up the game from what they're doing in practice. And the Nets right now look scary, scary. When you're looking in the West, look, you can't downplay the Lakers at all. No LeBron, no AD. I mean, the Jazz are looking good right now, but are they going to be able to facilitate that into the playoffs? The Suns, do they have the bigs and firepower when the big boys come to me? I'm looking at the Clippers and the Lakers. We didn't get it last year, but hopefully this year, Rajon Rondo being on the Clippers could be that guard, that just pure field general guard to sit there and say, this is what we're doing and this is how we're going to do it. And let's keep it 100. You don't think he knows some of those secrets that LeBron gave him last year? <laughs> you know? So that, 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 that's part of it too. 
but I've been missing talk about the NBA. One thing I didn't, I don't usually talk about, but I kind of want to expand my horizon and, and expand some of the topics that I talk about. I want to implement giving my opinions on what I'm seeing in baseball. And uh, I'm going to go around, not the whole league, obviously. You know, I'm a New Yorker, so I just want to start off with the Yankees today. And then more and more, I'm going to expand and talk about what's going on in the league. But when I look at the Yankees, the Yankees are so typical in that um, they always lose the opener. They always start off slow. Fans think that every player that they have is a bum. Fans think that they should trade everybody and get all these other players. And then the Yankees start picking it up. And then by like May, June, they're killing everybody. And everybody is saying, oh my God, this is the best team we have. Then players get hurt. Then around August, those players come back. And then they make a, I don't want to say a scramble, but they make a hardcore push in September to the playoffs to improve seeding. And then they get into the playoffs and then whatever happens, happens. Now, what happens day to day? I guess that's what I have to break break down and give you my opinion on. For right now, though, I mean, you're looking at um, Cole being the stud who he is. You're looking at Stanton now not playing in the field. He's going to be the DH. That will... That could provide big dividends down the road and that he's always been injury prone. But now that lessens his ability to get injured. And now you could actually improve the lineup and the offensive firepower with him in there. But, you know, we all there's a whole bunch of other players. You got Glaber Torres, Gio Ur- Urshela, and Aaron Judge. They all got to do their part. But I, I think if, if, if Stanton can play the majority of the season without getting hurt or missing games because of injury, that's going to bode very well for the New York Yankees. Now, in the NFL, obviously, it's the, it's the offseason. A lot of things have transpired, a lot of trades and a lot of acquisitions and the draft coming up. But one storyline that just keeps sticking in my head that just can't get out is what's going on with Deshaun Watson. You know, um, I want to wait for the legal process to take its place. I don't want to say he's guilty until proven innocent. That's not how it works. What I will say, though, is it's not looking good, in my opinion, that if it were one person, two people, or three women to say he did what he did, I would say, okay, I hope they have the proof because, you know, Nowadays, everybody, there's always an agenda. There's always an agenda. And I'm not saying that people are wrong or it is always the case. You just have to wait for due process to take place, like I just said. But when you have over 20 people saying the same thing and pressing lawsuits against you, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I'm waiting for the courts and the legal process to run its course and then we could discuss about what what guilt there is and what had transpired but all i gotta say is man it is not looking good for that brother because he might not be playing next year at all i know he said he didn't want to play because he didn't want to play for the texas but he's untradeable now and the fact that he's untradeable 
and with the clause that the commissioner has to where conduct deemed detrimental, he could be suspended for until this process is completely done with. I hope he, I hope he saved some of that money because he got a lot of M's and he signed a big deal. I hope he saved some of them M's. But, um, you know, I just wanted to just jog a little bit, freestyle, improv for you guys, and just give you my thoughts on, on the basic uh, food groups of what's going on in the world. So I want to end this episode like I do with all of them with a the positive quote. And my positive quote is this. Surround yourself with people who have dreams, desires, and ambition because they will help you realize your own. First time in a long time. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody.